This is The Coacherian, where coaches go to grow. Coacherian, like a terrarium for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacherian. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacherian. If you haven't listened before, we're Dana, Wendy, and Gary. This is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance, over 5,000 miles from San Diego via Dallas to London, England. We started the Coacherium as a space for pocket-sized practical and actionable ideas, tips, and stories for leaders who coach. Why? Because that's who we are too. We are all coaches, but we've also been leaders in the corporate world. And we know from experience that your most precious asset is time. So we're not going to take up much of yours. So before we get into today's topic, I have a little mini icebreaker for you, Gary and Wendy, uh, for this or that. Okay, would you prefer to go rock climbing or do an obstacle course? Uh, I know it's not rock climbing because I'm terrible (laughs) vertigo. I'm not sure I'd be very quick over the obstacle course. (laughs) But I think it would probably be that. I think I think low tunnels and muddy puddles I can probably manage. But uh, if I'm on a sort of balance beam 12 feet off the floor, then not, that's not so much me. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Wendy? Well, I think that the obstacle course sounds a little like an escape room, which I love escape rooms. Okay. So if I can tweak the obstacle course to be, you know, have that strategic part of it, then I love it. Uh, rock climbing. I'm sure someone out there is going to say that you can make it very strategic, but uh, just not as exciting for me. I I like lots of action. Like I still want to learn how to fly a plane. I'd love to jump out of an airplane. I I think I'll I'll go for the rock climbing. Um, So um, yeah, something where with heights, you know, come from the airline business. I'm (laughs) about being up in, in the sky. So rock climbing for me. So that was great. So thank you guys. Today, we're going to be talking with Wendy. She's going to be leading us in a conversation about how do I handle feeling like I'm not good enough? It, you know, the imposter syndrome. And we hear about this. I don't think even I even heard the word imposter syndrome until about three or four years ago. And it's been really popping over the last two or three years. So, Wendy, tell us your thoughts on this. Yeah, I feel like this is just so common. Uh, I, I feel like I have called or asked people about this more than I haven't, right? Like, do you think that maybe, you know, you're feeling a little imposter syndrome and yeah, sometimes you have to explain that a little bit. And one definition that I came across is this internal experience of believing you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. So I'm going to say that again, this internal experience of believing you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. I think all of us at some point or another have felt this, this tendency, right? Uh, So there's, there's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is cognitive bias, where those who are low performing tend to overestimate their ability while those who are high performing tend to underestimate their skills. And one way that this is explained is that low performers haven't yet learned how to distinguish between good and bad performance in this area. 
But on the other side of it, studies have shown that high performers tend to falsely assume things that are easy for them are easy for others as well, thereby underestimating their performance. And this reminds me a lot of a study that we use in Clifton Strengths workshops, the one where researchers took 6,000 10th graders from Nebraska schools and put them in two different groups of readers, average and above average. And then they put them through speed reading training, right? And you guys have heard this, uh, this before. But the average readers improved 66%, while the above average readers improved some 828%, which is just like crazy talk, right? But one of the takeaways from the research is that we don't often recognize our natural talents. And in fact, it's been estimated that less than 10% of those above average readers actually considered themselves gifted in that area. They just thought the way they read was normal and everyone had the same capacity. And I've seen this come out in one-on-one coaching when someone accepts their strengths as true, but in the very next breath, they deny the power of their talents. And they talk about how their colleagues' talents are so much better than they are, yada, 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 you know, and why am I even here? I love what the author Adam Grant says about this. And I love sharing his quote with everybody I can because it's so good. He says, imposter syndrome is a paradox. Others believe in you. You don't believe in yourself, yet you believe yourself instead of them. If you doubt yourself, shouldn't you also doubt your judgment of yourself? I just think that's that's such a great, you know, way to call attention to it. So, so what do you do when you feel this, right? Well, I think there's kind of three key things that you can do quickly. So, one is to follow the evidence. So, that is remembering and referring to your past successes. If you've taken the Clifton Strengths assessment or something similar and you found the results to be valid, then trust them and keep all of that evidence somewhere easily accessible so you can remind yourself why you're in the role you are, how you got there, and what equips you to succeed. And then that so first is trust, follow the evidence. Second is trust the witnesses. So when attorneys are trying to prove a case, They don't just base it on circumstantial evidence. They share witness testimony. And we need people in our lives who can testify to what we've overcome and encourage us to persevere. So maybe it's a trusted friend or colleague or coach or mentor or all of the above. Uh, And doing life in isolation is a recipe for disaster in a variety of ways, imposter syndrome just being one of them. So find your people and trust the witnesses. And then third, Make room for mistakes, right? Everyone makes mistakes, literally everyone, even if you don't see them because they're just putting out the curated view of their life on social media. Recognize no one is perfect and celebrate when you overcome a challenge and then rinse and repeat. (laughs) So that's my thoughts. What do you guys think? I I love that. I think I love how you talked about follow the evidence and, and I always call that creating a new file. When you've done something, you've done something, well, you've created a new file, so that's a new memory for you. So I love that. And then trust the witnesses. I think so many people don't take time to tell people. I was thinking about you two today and thinking, I need to really thank them and say what great fun it's been working with them. But why don't we do that? 
you know, and then we go around saying stuff to ourselves. So one of the exercises I have people do is ask for people in their sphere, in their tribe, to send one word that describes them of what they do. And this gives so much energy to my coachee because all of a sudden they're hearing things that people never say to them, but they're, they're asking, say, well, how would you describe me? What's one word you would use to describe me? So I think that's powerful. So being able to do that kind of audit, I think is great. And then making room for mistakes. I love that because starting on my own business was hard. And I think you two can say that as well, but I had to give myself permission to fail. And so I call it test and learn, test and learn, test and learn. And I think that's one of the things that we just don't want to do sometimes, but we need to give ourselves that permission. So I love making room for mistakes. I love that. That's great. Gary, what are your thoughts? I think that the time that I figured out that imposter syndrome was a thing that I didn't have to worry about is when I spent time with pretty much the most accomplished individual I've ever met in my life and realized they also had imposter syndrome the same as the rest mm. of us. And I think sometimes when, mm. you, when you have that reality check and you go, I feel it myself, but then I see this other person who you know, I, I, I can believe that I could be a failure. I could believe that maybe I'm going to get caught out in this new role or whatever. But there's a person who I absolutely know can absolutely do the job. And now I realize that they feel it too. That's when you realize it's a syndrome and, 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 and not just, you know, something that you're dealing with in your own head. And I think that the, the more that I've coached senior leaders, probably the more I've seen imposter syndrome, actually, because expectations are so high. And particularly when you have people who tell them how amazing they are or how amazing they're going to be. And it exacerbates that sense in their head of, but I, there's something I know about myself that you don't know. And so I, I think I've seen a slightly sort of exaggerated version in the more senior people that I've coached actually. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And as, as you say, Wendy, see it all the time, just all yeah, the time. And yeah. sometimes I say to people, you know, it makes people feel better when you say you and everybody feels this, mm. actually. So. Yeah. Part of being human, right? Just, yeah. Well, Wendy, thank you for bringing this topic um, to the Coterium today. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation and picked up one or two tips you could bring into practice right away. We're going to be picking up on questions raised in the coaching forums on Facebook. So do engage and reach out to let us know if there's anything you'd like us to feature in future episodes. You can also help us out too. If you like this conversation, do follow and send us a like on our social channels. Tell your friends and listen in next time. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. This has been another episode of The Coacherium. Follow, like, and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. Join us again soon in The Coacherium.